0: Welcome back to another Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Pistol. I've got JB here with me and we'll be pretty much just discussing the gaff replacement options. But for starters, JB, how many weeks is gaff going to get?
1: Uh, It was a pretty bad hit and seeing it live and in numerous slow-mo replays, I've come to the conclusion that he'll be gone for seven or eight weeks. I think that's very reasonable considering he broke Brayshaw's face, and he's an 18-year-old kid. And, you know, it's just a bit harsh.
0: All right. Well, from then a Supercoach perspective, you obviously uh, have to trade him, and uh, he's probably going to be missing games to start next season as well. So it probably rules him out as an option for next year, um, which is, I guess, significant. Um, So we'll move straight into the top options to replace him with. Now, if you just look at the scores from last week, there was some monster, monster midfield scores. JB, I'll ask it the tough one first. Between Kelly, Cripps, and Oliver, give me your top two. Well, give me your order of top three. You may okay. as well. Uh,
1: that is a tough question. And I think the consistency of Cripps, even when they're losing, um, and the the really high ceiling when they're even close to being within 10 goals makes him easily my number one player, Kripp. So I think he'll come home. He's averaging something like 150 in the last three five rounds. So I'm very confident he'll come home as strong as he's been playing in the last month and a half. And then secondly, this is where it gets really tough because it's very easy to react um, to Josh Kelly's big game on the weekend. But I think Oliver would be my second choice. Um, Melbourne obviously coming home with a wet sow, and he's just in everything, he played majority of his game up forward, probably not majority, but more than any other week in, in the season, and he still put out a big 147, so I think his consistency and ability to just get that contested ball makes him my number two option, and then Kelly coming in at number three, very stiff not to be two or one, because he's obviously an amazing player, but I think the other two just edge him out, so And I think uh, GWS without Dylan Shill is a little bit different. So Kelly was sort of able to get every single disposal in the team. So um, I don't know. I think I'm nitpicking, but all three are obviously great options. If you're missing any one of them, uh, just get them in straight away and stop listening to the podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, it's pretty crazy that... Kelly, who just scored 205 points, was like your number three option. It sounds crazy, but I think you're you're bang on there. I'd, I'd also select Cripps first and Oliver second. I don't think he was playing more forward. I think he was resting forward, but because they were getting, you know, they were smashing Gold Coast, the ball was just there more often, and he was able to um, capitalize on those extra opportunities. But we'll we'll jump into some different options, maybe um some more I guess outside of the box options. Um, I'm going to name probably two players that their season has kind of mimicked each other, uh, so much so that they're actually only separated by one point, one solitary point apart um, for the entire season. They both started slowly. They're both come, coming home with um, a, I think it's a like 12 or 13 game average of a 115 points, and that would be both um, Dane Zorko and Zach Merritt. So That's massive, JB. Both, obviously, in great form. I think Merritt's turned up. I think it's nine times in a row now, and um, Zorko's had a low of 90 since round six, so he's absolutely flying. Zorko, I think, would get the cherries for me purely because he plays Collingwood this week, and we know they don't tag. He's got Gold Coast next week, which could be massive, and then he's got West Coast possibly in a write-off game at the Gabba as well. So um, Zorko, for me, I think looks a really good option. Um, Zach Merritt as well is a fantastic option. As I said, he's turned up so many times in a row now, you're just kind of expecting a good score for the remainder of the season. Um, JB, do you have someone else you'd like to add to that list? And I say that question kind of sarcastically because I know you do.
1: Yes, I do, Pistol. Thank you for asking. So um, I don't think there's <laughs> any secret that Chizo is in love with Sean Higgins. So... Uh, considering his absence I think it's all but fair that we shout out Sean Higgins as an option Uh, he did miss last week with some minor knee surgery but has already been well I mean at the time of advising that he was going to miss last week he was or it's said in the same sentence to be playing this week so very minor and if he's fit I assume he's at full fitness otherwise they wouldn't be risking him and Sean Higgins obviously uh, plays two of his last three games at Etihad Stadium in which he has a 115 average there this year has not um, has not failed to hit the ton at all so far except for the one game against Hawthorne in which he got knocked out and he was sitting on about 62 at half time for that one so loves playing at Etihad Stadium he's only had two scores below 92 this season with an 88 and a 76 so has a very very consistent uh, ceiling and floor and is all in all a good guy so you know, jump on shortening and six scores of 120 plus. So um, is racking up the big scores this year. And I did not think I'd be offering him as a midfield option at all this year. So um, I'm very surprised <laughs> with the season he's put out. I'm, in all honesty, I, I had him as a forward last year and seeing his inconsistency and just ability to not have any effect on the game sometimes and get tagged out of it, I thought there's no way I'd touch him as a midfielder this year but he's somehow been really, really super consistent. So uh, for me, he's probably one of the number one options around that price range.
0: I mean, it's hard to disagree with you. You've been on him pretty much the entire season and he just continues to deliver. So, uh, you know, good on you for that, for sticking it out for the whole season. Um, Maybe some more unique options. Um, I'm not gonna talk through them heavily and that's uh, Jack Red in 1.2% teams. Lucky Whitfield's in 3.7% of teams. And there's also um, Mitch Duncan in 2.2% of teams. I might talk on Mitch Duncan a tiny bit more than the others. The others are still, you know, they're all putting up about 110 average um, in the last 10 or so weeks. But it's Mitch Duncan's fixtures where he's got Fremantle and uh, Gold Coast at the Alphabet Stadium um, or the Cattery as some others like to call it I'd say most other <laughs> most other people um, also with Hawthorne next week at the G I think he's got potential to put up some really big numbers and he's been quite consistent as well so he's certainly not going to lose you your grand final um, Duncan's only, he's the same price as Sean Higgins only a touch above um, Gaff's current price but JB for those struggling uh, with money let's say you had exactly $0 in the bank for some reason who would be your top Midfield trading.
1: Well, I think you said it best in the lead up to the podcast. You would have to spend a total of zero dollars, and you'd get a total of zero dollars change to switch over to Matt Crouch, who has a three-round average of a hundred and sorry, a five-round average of hundred and seven there, and is just ticking along nicely. One hundred and twenty-seven in the showdown this week after back-to-back scores of one hundred and twelve. And, I mean, he's just sort of had a, a, a bit of a nothing season where he's been in and out, he's been injured a little bit here and there, he's put out scores of, like, uh, in the 70s and 80s, but it looks like his last month, he really seems to be piecing it together, and Crows are going to have a decent sort of crack in the last few rounds. They're still a very good football team, as we saw on the weekend. And if they're going to be contending and uh, in games and, and trying to win games, he's going to be a big part of it. So I think Crouch is probably your number one option at that price.
0: And. Mind you, if uh, Crows get up over GWS this week, they have North Melbourne and Carlton to finish the season. So um, they'll be going for it as well. They're not going to just sit back and think they can't make finals. They'll be giving it everything they've got. So um, Matt Crouch is probably the, the best trading option um, if you had $0 in your bank account. But um, there's a couple of other players we, ha- we haven't really touched on. Uh, Jack McRae has been pretty much excellent for the entire season. And if you don't own him, I would heavily lean towards getting him Um, at 121 last week um, with a 147 the week before that he plays North Melbourne who don't have Ben Jacobs at the moment. And then Carlton at Eddie had so two potentially massive games for Jack McRae. And then he's got Richmond in the final round, which isn't a great fixture, but um, you know, he's just been, you know, in the league, League above, I think most of the other candidates. So uh, certainly one to one to really get. It, it's tough because everyone's midfield is very different, and um, I'd say majority of people have uh, you know the same six six or so midfielders, and then there's just those extra ones that you could throw in. I don't think we touched on Lockie Neal, who's also been a very good option. There's a, there's a whole bunch that could go between 110 and 115. Um, JB, I'm, I know I'm going to ask you the question. Out of all the options. Uh, we've talked about who is your number one. The answer is Higgins. Uh, thanks very much for your input. Um, for me personally... No, no, well, my I answer is not Higgins. S- <laughs> is it not really? Uh, I
1: mean, if, you, if you've got really limited bank, then I think Higgins is a great option for consistency. But I think he, there's no going past Jack McRae considering um, a, a couple of months ago, he was the number one player in the game and has looks like he's just get back into his stride. Um, three games over 121 in his last four. Um, two of those, one over 130, one over 140. He just scores massive numbers. And like you said, in his run home, it's it's actually pretty cushy. So um, if I had the 30K to go up to McRae, he'd definitely be my number one option.
0: So let's say you've got Titch, McRae, Cripps, Oliver, Kelly, Dangerfield. I mean, you're laughing at this point. That's that's probably um, the big six Um, so you can't select one of them. Who's your then next uh, best midfield option?
1: Oh, geez. You're uh, overcomplicating this. Surely no one's got all six of them. (laughs) No. Um, I mean, probably Sean Higgins.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make you say Sean Higgins. Um, Do I need to sell him again? He's got really good stats. no. He, he has. Look, I'm not. He probably will score well for the rest of the season as well, so I'm not taking anything away from Sean Higgins. And he's a very nice price with, you know, only 6K above uh, Andrew Gaff himself. Dane Zorko, though, um, is my personal favourite. I know he's just going to cut up Collingwood and it's going to kill me inside, but he's just. He always does it. And then, yeah, we've got obviously. Um, Gold Coast next week where who knows and if it is a dead rubber for that West Coast game we'll we'll see on that one then he could go massive in that that last week as well and it's at the Gabba so um, yeah I'm expecting big things from Dane Zoku to finish the season uh, JB is there anything else you'd like to touch on or should we uh, wrap it up
1: very strange 11 minutes into this podcast we're talking about wrapping it up but thus is the, the season that we've gotten to the time of the season that we've gotten to um i don't have anything to add pistol and i feel sad about it because we haven't really gotten to chat
0: (laughs) well yes unfortunately the gaff incident's kind of been all consuming and that's going to be the major talking point um but he did well so if you traded him out last week oops it's bad Um, advice (laughs) he's probably not great but i mean he was in such terrible form he's gone bang i don't really know if you could suggest Buddy's back but i certainly can't suggest trading him if you could shift him to a loop um option at f7 maybe that's okay but yeah other than that um sorry if you went with short like myself who's put in back-to-back 60s which obviously when you've got 10 weeks in a row nowhere near 60 and then you trade him in with me um a fortnight ago and have got back-to-back 60s that is just you know that final day i think we did miss a player into, to talk about though I think we
1: did miss uh, one midfield option, and that's Dustin Martin. So uh, three scores of his last four over 110, or 110 or over, one of them was on the dot. Uh, One big score of 130 plus, and does play Gold Coast this week, so um, likely he'll get you over a final, (laughs) because he's likely going to score big. And and then has a, a decent-ish run, has Essendon next week, uh, the week after this, sorry, who don't really play a tagger, and then Western Bulldogs after that, so um, if Dusty was ever going to go on a run, he's already in a semi-run right now, then it'd be right at this moment, but at the same time, it's very hard to instill confidence in someone who's been uh, not a shell of his former self, which is very harsh, but he definitely hasn't been at the same elite level that he was last year, so... Difficult choice, and
0: you've got, you've got Richmond, you know, well atop on top of the ladder. So we don't know what's going to happen if there's going to be any surprise restings or or anything like that. So um, yeah, it's bit bit hard to trust him. Um, but I think that just about wraps it up, JB. Uh, if you have any questions, you can find uh, myself on Twitter at pistol underscore disc. You can find JB at JB underscore uh, You can probably find Cheezo with a Z uh, at chizo underscore drsc and uh yeah shoot us any questions you have during the week on that and otherwise we'll uh, catch you on thursday